<laughs> Welcome. Glad to have you with us. Seven minutes after the hour. Yeah, Brian, some of these things about steakhouse etiquette I've never <laughs> seen before. Me neither. All right, we'll try to get, uh, we'll try and share that with listeners because uh, there is no better place for steak than CC City Broiler, and you wouldn't want to offend anybody by no, you wouldn't breaking like. any of these rules. <laughs> oh, nay, nay, Perlene. All right, uh, let's do this. Uh, Professor Murray Sabrin, Professor Emeritus, uh, Ramapo College, and he is our economics guru, comes on every week. Uh, he has a piece out right now about the recession. Uh, it's at uh, com. I really would, I'd, I'd advise you to go there and, uh, and subscribe. Get his book, too. It's kind of neat. Uh, has the long-anticipated recession arrived? Uh, I will add to this a couple of stories. Uh, one of them from uh, Schiff Gold. So central bank gold buying continued unabated in September. Uh, central banks continue to gobble up gold. Um, September's purchase, central banks added a net 337 tons of gold in the third quarter. Second highest third quarter total on record behind 2022. And China is buying up more of it than anybody. Then there is this. Credit card balances spiked in the third quarter. To 1.8 trillion, uh, another record, 1.08 trillion, um, which I think is probably not a, a particularly good sign. Uh, and then uh, finally, we've got uh, uh, the Fed's bar sees stability risk in private crypto stablecoins. What are they afraid of? Let's find out what, prefer, uh, what Professor Sabrin has to say about all that. Murray, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Gary. It's great to be with you again. Uh, it's uh, beautiful here in southwest Florida. Hopefully you'll come down and visit one day. Well, you know, um, as the weather gets colder up here, you may just have to get another bed, a spare guest room. <laughs> uh, all right, so all this gold buying by the banks, what what is that all about? Well, I, I think, remember... China experienced hyperinflation after World War II. Most people don't know that. And um, they know that if you print money uh, to, to the roofs, to the sky, uh, it's going to go to nothing. And that's what helped bring the communists into power in 1949, because the peasants and, the, and the, whatever middle class China had were, were decimated by the hyperinflation of the Shanghai Shek regime. And so the peasants uh, rallied around Mao because he said he was going to bring stability to the economy. And so uh, there was a Chinese revolution in, in 1949, and the nationalists went to Taiwan. And now, of course, we've got the issue with Taiwan. In addition, the Russians experienced hyperinflation after World War One. They were printing up money to pay for the war. And remember, what was uh, uh, Lenin's uh, motto to, uh, to uh, stop the inflation and, and get the peace? It was uh, bread, uh, land, and peace. And so they understood that if you put money, you're going to get terrible consequences, and there have been so many countries throughout world history that have gone through hyperinflation. The most famous one, of course, is Germany after World War One. And so I think the central banks around the world are seeing what's going on in the United States with this massive debt, huge budget deficits, continued money printing, and they're saying, uh, why do we need to trade in the U.S. dollar when we can uh, use um, our own currency backed by gold? That would give us more stability and uh, would provide us with more confidence in the international monetary arena. So it's not going to happen overnight, but it could. I mean, we could wake up tomorrow and the central banks will be dumping dollars and dumping treasuries. And it's checkmate for the United States government. So we're, we're in a real box. We're, we're, we're between, 
the proverbial rock in a hard place because of decades of uh, both Republicans and Democrats uh, supporting the Federal Reserve's monetary policy, spending money that we don't have, having endless wars. And uh, here we are in the 21st century when we have 200 plus years of American world history that tell us what not to do. Don't print money, balance the budget, don't have a huge welfare state, don't get involved in other people's um, conflicts overseas. And you would have a, a free society at home with the sustainable prosperity. Instead, we have this welfare warfare state that's going to end very badly for the American people. And that's why I think the central bankers around the world are buying up gold. And, um, uh, and I don't know what's happening in, in the Fed. All they think they can do is manipulate the interest rate, give us good outcomes. And that's been a fool's errand for, for decades. There was a piece in the Wall Street Journal, uh, and it was from the director of uh, Progressive Policy Institute's Center for Funding America's Future. Uh, and uh, the guy's name is Ben Ritz. And he pointed out that uh, the, the debt is getting out of hand. He wrote, deficits are undermining the Biden economy in the past year. The real federal budget deficit uh, more than doubled from $933 billion to $2 trillion. Uh, and he says that uh, we have to do something about this. It's hard to believe that this is a, a progressive Democrat. But, of course, his answer is to raise taxes. He said Republicans yeah, yeah. need to be challenged to accept tax increases. Well, if it's $2 trillion, if the deficit is $2 trillion, and you want to trim the debt, that means you have to take $2 trillion out of the economy, at least yeah. on an annual basis. What happens to the yeah, economy when that money goes to Washington? It, it implodes because the, the private economy needs money in order for, for craft capital investment, which creates the infrastructure that businesses need in order to reduce the goods and services that the public wants. And uh, this is why uh, you just wonder where are these people coming from when they think that government is the solution. I think Ronald Reagan uh, encapsulated that best. Uh, he said government is the problem. It's not the solution. And yet what, the, what have the Democrats and Republicans done? They tried to use the federal budget, uh, and it's grown substantially since Reagan got elected in, in 1980. In fact, uh, I think the annual, the national debt was just under a trillion dollars when Reagan was elected in 1980, and now it's gone up 33 times. And can anyone say that the American economy is 33 times better off because of all this debt that we've had to fund these undeclared wars to, to, to create a, a huge welfare state? And the answer is obviously no. And so the question is, what should we be doing now? And that's why I'm writing my Substack column, Gary, is to point out the fallacy of the welfare warfare state and offer alternatives uh, to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid. And all these other programs that uh, people think are uh, natural to the U.S. economy. And because they've been around so long, we have three generations of Americans who think that Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid is, is a natural way to deal with these issues. And uh, again, in my first book in 1995, Tax-Free 2000, I go over how we can get out of the welfare warfare state over time that wouldn't be uh, harmful to the average person. And here we are today, and we know Social Security and Medicare are running deficits, and they're going to continue to run deficits. And uh, if we keep on raising taxes, that will undermine the private economy. And that's why I think economic growth is so tempered in the United, in the United States, because more and more resources are going to the welfare warfare state. It's as simple as that. You don't have to have a PhD in economics, Gary, to figure this out. All you need is a PhD in common sense. 
Well, fortunately, you've got both. Professor Murray Sabrin is with us. Has the long-anticipated recession arrived? Uh, and uh, you write last Friday's BLS report, Bureau of Labor Statistics, and uh, the October unemployment rate rose uh, one-tenth of one percent to 3.9 percent. Uh, since the unemployment rate bottomed in the spring of uh, at uh, 3.4, uh, the 0.5 percent jump in the unemployment rate is consistent with many past business cycles. Uh, namely, the unemployment rate goes sideways, then it begins to rise over an 18-month period. A recession and rising unemployment unfold. Y- y- so you think yes. this is the beginning of uh, of the end? Well, not of the total. Yeah. End. Well, I have a chart in the in the Substack column shows every business cycle the unemployment rate bottoms usually in the in the three percent plus area, and then goes sideways because employers don't like to fire people because they they're hoping that the economy will stay strong, and then when they realize the economy is not as strong as they thought it was, then they start laying off um, uh, workers, and that's what we're going to be seeing into 2024. And um, I think the first half of 2024 could be where the unemployment rate may go to a 4.5% or even higher. So it all depends on um, how uh, businesses react to uh, what is apparently the slowing down of consumer spending. Uh, It's still robust, but it's slowing down. You mentioned all the debt that people have, so when you have so much debt, that means you don't have money to spend on other things because you have to to finance that debt. And so, uh, again, this is another example of the Federal Reserve pumping money in, pumping money out, manipulating interest rates, and giving us the business cycle. And that's what the business cycle is all about, Federal Reserve manipulation of uh, the financial markets. And it's not, and the business cycle won't end until either the Fed stops what it's doing or we end the Fed, as Ron Paul uh, recommended during his 2008-2012 presidential campaign. The progressive of the Wall Street Journal writes, debt service costs crowd out progressive priorities. Annual... <laughs> Annual interest uh, payments are already at their highest level as a percentage of GDP since the 1990s. By 2028, the government is projected to spend more than a trillion dollars on interest payments each year, more than it spends on Medicaid or national defense. Worse, the U.S. may be entering a vicious circle whereby higher deficits increase debt, fuel inflation which the Federal Reserve has to combat by raising interest rates, causing debt service costs to balloon further. That's that's the prescription for the end, isn't it, of the economy? Absolutely. I mean, this is what I talked about in Fort Myers over the weekend. Saturday, the Nisi Circle had their, uh, had a, an event, and I was one of the speakers, and I pointed out that all the things are coming together in the last half of this decade that could give us a financial crisis that would dwarf what we saw in 1929 to 1932 with the stock market declining 90% and uh, unemployment spiking to 25%. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but all the ingredients are in place because of the fiscal madness in Washington and the uh, money printing. And uh, and who knows what what will happen in terms of... uh, uh, intervention overseas. I mean, we're on the brink of getting involved heavily in the Mideast, and uh, if that's the case, then there'll be blowback, as we saw uh, 20 plus years ago with the World Trade Center. So if we have a terrorist attack on, on in America, God knows what the administration will do, no matter who it is in power, because after all, it was a Republican administration, again, Mr. Patriot Act, 
And how does that work out in terms of spying on the American people? So uh, both Democrats and Republicans love to use the power of government um, for what they think is in the best interest of the American people. But it's not. It's, it's in the best interest of the military, industrial, congressional complex. Professor Murray Sabrin, uh, you want to get a Substack column. It's murraysabrin.substack.com. Professor, take care. We'll chat with you next week. Great to be with you. Have a good week, Gary. All right. You too. All right. Uh, it is the Gary Nolan Show, and uh, we will be talking with the Epic Times later this morning. We'll find out what's uh, in the election for them, what they have uncovered. You'll want to know because it'll direct us. It'll tell us what's, you know, what to look for in coming elections. All that coming up and more on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 23, <laughs> 23 minutes after the hour. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be careful about this one. I was, I was looking at this story uh, from a um, local uh, a t- a TV station here about uh, this teacher in Missouri who was placed on leave because she had an OnlyFans account. Now, if you're like older than uh, Brian, you probably don't know what OnlyFans is, uh, but apparently it is an app where... People um, share things, pornographic things. Yeah, Yeah. and uh, this uh, twenty-eight-year-old teacher, Brianna uh, Copage, Copage, she used to teach English at St. Clair High School, and then uh, she had this OnlyFans account to pay off her student loans. Apparently, she's raking in big bucks. She was making forty k a year, a little over forty a year. Uh, She is now making uh, a, a million. Uh, she's made a million dollars doing this. So I read this, and I'm thinking, we ought to talk about this. Is this is this reason enough for her to lose her job? Uh, although, financially, I guess it's a, a good move on her part, from forty-two grand a year to a million. And then I got a message from a flack. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, when you work uh, in this industry... And it doesn't matter if you're music or talk or sports, whatever. Uh, Flax will send you guests. Here's a guest that wants to come on and talk about life after life. And here's one that wants to talk about the, the best food to eat uh, for a good, healthy you know, lifestyle, whatever. They, 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 somebody wrote a book and they're pitching that. So I got one. I got a pitch this morning, Brian. Mm-hmm. It says, good afternoon. St. Clair, Missouri teacher Brianna Copage or Coppage, uh, resigned after her principal found her OnlyFans account. Since she's earned over a million dollars on OnlyFans, uh, now the former high school teacher is sitting down for an exclusive interview with somebody and somebody uh, for their podcast. Um, and and they, they apparently only hold this podcast when they interview girls uh, before they have... Um, an intimate encounter. How's that? If I want to clear this bad. up. Yeah. Uh, this week, they end the episode by having... Uh, um, yeah, I just might as well say it. Menage a trois. Um, and then there are pictures. So they... they <laughs> I'm thinking, if I bring them on the show, <laughs> uh, the ratings will be uh, really terrific for about five minutes, and then I'll be unemployed. Um, yeah, then we'll have a big meeting, and then you'll be on point. <laughs> big meeting. <laughs> so there's a link here. Uh, do I follow the? Should I follow the link, Brian? Uh, are it's, you logged in as you? No, I've got your computer. No, no, don't don't click. 
Well, wait a minute. If it was <laughs> if it was my computer, no, you'd be fine. Yeah, I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, you've been given the uh, authority to do those the I, research. I, you know, I see. Uh, Lord, she said. Uh, apparently, this woman says uh, there are a lot of teachers on OnlyFans. Um, I can't remember, except for my fifth grade teacher, Miss Ty. I can't remember any teacher that I thought was attractive. That I would, you know, like, ooh, I, I'll go join that website to find out. Um, Good-looking teacher, I'll just say that. And and I, if they they of course sent me a photograph of the uh, young lady. I guess the question that I would have is that if you're making so much money on OnlyFans, why in the heck are you teaching? <laughs> well, she initially she said she was doing it because she had a lot of college loan debt and she was getting another degree. And she thought this would be a little side hustle to make a little extra money. Um, but now that they've you know, kind of taken her off the payroll, she's, well, relying on it. And apparently doing pretty well. So, you know, I, it, do, do you think there are a lot of guys that had, like, teacher fantasies? Maybe they had better looking teachers than I did. Yeah, as I recall, the teachers that uh, were in our school were... <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had Sister Miriam Therese. Yeah. No, not, we're not, no, no, absolutely not. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, Nathan Worster is going to be with us. Uh, there is a, a Republican debate tonight. It's not going to be on Fox. Uh, we're going to cover it on our uh, two home stations, I believe, KWOS and KSSZ. Those two stations are going to carry it. But he is... Uh, going to talk about uh, that debate and where it stands. We, The former vice president is now off off the list. They're starting to, you know, kind of winnow down the numbers. And I was looking at the numbers, and, you know, if it got down to just two candidates, if everybody dropped off except for, you know, uh, either uh, DeSantis or, or just one, doesn't matter, could be... Um, could be anyone, then you'd almost have a 50-50 split in the Republican Party. And then you'd have, then Trump would have to debate. Then Trump would have to debate. I think he should debate. I, I think, I want to know if he is um, in command of his faculties enough and sharp enough to handle a debate, because if he can debate with his Republican opponent or opponents, then you might feel a little more secure knowing that he can debate with whoever the Democrats end up with. And I am not convinced. I am not convinced it's Joe Biden. Although I think yesterday's turnout, yesterday's election may bolster his chances. They may bolster his chances. Uh, but I still don't think they're going to run him. I don't know. If I were the Democrats right now, I'd be crowing a lot. I'd be crowing a lot. as It just was not a, a really good day for the Republicans. They have got to, they've got to wrap their brains around this abortion issue. Because if the turnout is for Democrats, then red states could lose their Republican domination. Missouri could turn blue. That would be ugly.
It's the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. It is uh, 1035. Glad to have you with us. And we don't have our guest, Mr. Hansen, uh, but we should. Notice that. Yeah. Under what's going on there. Um, in any case, uh, we've got a lot of other ground that we probably ought to cover. 874-9390-800-529-5572. We told you about this teacher uh, here in Missouri that has her uh, OnlyFans page. Uh, they actually wanted me to have a, an interview with uh, these people, and I don't think that would go over well. But if she's a teacher, and she's doing this on the side, I mean, she's not dressing provocatively in school, she's not engaging with her students on this level, she's in there teaching whatever it is she teaches. Should she lose her job? If you found out that your son or daughter's teacher had a side hustle where they were making porn that was only available to paying customers. Would would you be upset? Would you want that teacher fired? Would you want your kid out of that classroom? Uh, I would definitely want a parent-teacher conference, Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no matter what, I would want a, a, a yeah, I want a, I would want that. Um <laughs> Would you be, if you found that out about, because your kids have all uh, kind of grown up now, but if you'd found out that one of those teachers was, you know, had an OnlyFans site, would you want your kid out of the class? I don't think so. I mean, it, again, it's going to probably be up to the school in the actions that they take against this person. It's kind of an embarrassment. I mean, if you were doing stuff outside of your normal work zone, that embarrassed your employer, you know, they have the right to do what they're going to do. And in this instance, I mean, can you imagine the pictures that are being passed around class? <laughs> I I don't even want to go there. But Well, I'm not sure that the kids actually can see them. Well, uh, now, now, of course, uh, that she's outed and doing publicity things, you can see her uh, wearing uh, skimpy clothes. But prior to that, I don't think uh, just anybody could see it. Actually, they didn't see her. They saw her husband uh, in a video that she made. Her face was blurred out. And she lost her, uh, she, you know, lost the job over that. If the contract, if she's got a contract that says, you know, you can't do this kind of thing, then they're well within their rights. I'm just curious to see, though, how you would respond if you found out that your child was in a class being taught by a teacher who had a side hustle of making porn. Um, would you be upset? Would you pull the kid out? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Uh, let's, uh, let's go with Gary first. Gary, good morning. Good morning. I guess I'd be more concerned if it was a side hustle of a cross-dresser who came to school with uh, fake breasts and all that kind of stuff that was going on, um, that that would be much more concerning. And I think it would matter how this teacher presented herself to the students. Um, that she was good at teaching. Her, 
She was good at teaching her job, didn't dress provocatively. Um, you might not have a problem with that. Oops, we lost him. But, uh, but if, uh, if she was acting like, uh, you know... She, she, if she was acting like a porn star, then then I, I suspect yeah, I don't would be think that was the case. Somewhat problematic. Um, I don't know. It's it's. Um, I don't you know. I don't personally care what anybody does uh, in uh, as long as it's uh, consenting adults. But if you're going to be around kids, uh, you really need to isolate that. Uh, to protect them. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. The, the feds want to go after cryptocurrency. The story is at uh, Bloomberg. It says uh, Federal Reserve top bank watchdog says crypto stable coins could amount to private money that might be destabilizing for the U.S. financial system if left unchecked. I read this and and I it was like uh oh it's just something that the federal government doesn't control yet and they want control over it. There is um, there is interest in strong federal regulation of stable coins that makes sure the Federal Reserve can approve, regulate, and enforce against stable coin issuers, including wallets. This is uh, from the vice chair for supervision, um, <clears throat> Michael Barr. Uh, the central bank is concerned about the private industry crypto uh, tokens pegged to assets like the U.S. dollar and their potential uh, to disrupt the broader financial world. I actually think this could be what saves a lot of people, you know, 25 years down the road when the American currency is, is useless. I, I think there is a possibility that this is what... And, and, and the government, of course, wants to regulate everything. They, there's a boogeyman behind everything they don't regulate. Well, they have to. Yeah, because you're too stupid. Uh, and so th this is their, their new hype. They were using this, uh, this argument that uh, radical Islamists were trading in Bitcoin. And they came up with something like, $500 billion in Bitcoin or something like that. I can't remember the exact number. But it turned out it wasn't anywhere near that. It was a fraction of that, just a teeny little fraction of that. And so they said, well, we've got to regulate um, Bitcoin and, and these others. I don't think so. I think they need to stay off, stay away, leave it alone. They regulate the crap out of us, tax the snot out of us, and any time they see anybody finding a way to to keep their assets um, and and protect their assets, they won't have it. They just can't let it go. Crazy making. Let me get uh, David on here about the teacher. David, good morning. Good morning. Um, I would not mind if she was teaching my kids, as long as she kept her side hustle to the hustle. But my question is. How did the uh, administration and the uh, principal find out about it? Were they turns, watching it? Tur yeah, somebody was. Turns out there was a video. Her face was blurred. Her husband was in the video, and they recognized him. Uh -huh. And that's how it got uh, traced back. But, yeah, somebody had to have been watching it. 
So I think that'd be as much shame as her doing it myself, but that's just me. All right. <laughs> David. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure somebody anonymously pointed out that, uh, you know, this is going on. They didn't say, you know, I was, uh, I was watching porn uh, on my computer yesterday, and I saw the teacher. I'm sure they found a, a, an anonymous way to do that. To the phones we go, we head down to Springfield. Tony, good morning. Good morning. I, I guess I, I think the teacher should be probably let go. I don't think that's what we need the kids. But the question that I've asked about the whole deal, how did the principal find it? Maybe we should be looking at him. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like what the previous caller said. Uh, as I understand it, based on the message that they emailed me, her husband's face was recognized in a video that they made. And then somebody, you know, her face was blurred, but his face was recognizable. And that's how they knew she was up to something. But you're right. Somebody had to have seen that video. Somebody went looking for that for a video and found her. I don't think you stumbled across that. Well, I'm not saying you couldn't stumble across it, but I think somebody needs to look at the principal and go, Whoa. Well, my, my guess is somebody sent the principal, um, you know, a, a, a screenshot. I don't... I don't think that the principal was the one who actually found it, based on what oh, I was okay. reading. So somebody found it and found a way to get, a, get it to the principal, and I'm sure they did it anonymously. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they didn't, you know, identify themselves as having been looking for porn and, hey, look at this and let's fire her. All right. Tony, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. 874 9390 uh, we've got um, a couple of other stories that uh, are of interest, I think. And one of them, because we were talking about uh, the government regulating currency, deals with the Internal Revenue Service using their power to target and get revenge on conservative group that exposed Biden administration nominees. I'll tell you, and the reason this is important is because this could happen... To you. That's next on the Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. It's 10 to 11. Glad to have you with us uh, on the teacher with the OnlyFans page. If your uh, kid was in her classroom, uh, would you want her um, removed? And uh, Steve says, if Sister Geraldine had posed for those kinds of pictures, people would have paid to take them down. David said, if my child's teacher was hot enough to have an OnlyFans page, I would schedule more parent-teacher conferences. You know, maybe that's the solution to getting uh, parents into... Uh, that's true. See what the kids are doing. Uh, let's see, Brian, if my child's teacher was on OnlyFans, I'd ask her for a complimentary platinum viewing package. <laughs> Kidding aside, who really cares? Now, here's the question, Brian, uh, that this this message, uh, do they have a platinum viewing package? And if they do, how did this guy, Brian, know? <laughs> I think he looked around, don't you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, now I'm going to have to go find out. Purely for research reasons. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll warn engineering and tell right. Yeah, just I'll warn my wife, too, there. and her attorney. 
Uh, let's go to Grant on the teacher. Grant, good morning. Yes, uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, so you know, I listened to some callers calling today and trying to make an issue of how the school uh, found out, kind of trying to put blame on somebody else. It may be all in good and fun, but the bottom line is the behavior was inappropriate. It got found out. So now kids at school know, of course, they need to fire. It's really not even an issue. And if the teacher and the parents don't see a problem with that, then they are also part of the problem. And that's all I got to say. I'll listen to your comments. All right, Grant, thank you very much for the call. I don't think it's a problem anymore. Um, she apparently is having fun, uh, and it's uh, rewarding financially to the tune of, well, so far a million dollars. So I, I, don't, I don't think it'll be a real problem coming down the road. I think she's through with the teaching thing. Uh, all right. Uh, the Eternal Revenue Service is accused of revenge targeting, according to the Epic Times, conservative group that exposed Biden administration nominees. See, this is a problem with having an omnipotent organization like the IRS, which you need if you're going to tax productivity. Oh, they would never target a specific group. You, you, you don't you don't think so? Huh? No, no. Huh? Uh, I mean, when has that yeah. ever happened? Well, there was this uh, IRS agent who uh, was going after nonprofits. Um, oh, that. Well, that was just, that was an anomaly. Uh, Richard Nixon uh, used the IRS to go after his opponents. Yeah, well, you know, no. I, Franklin I Roosevelt think... did it <laughs> with his opponents. See, that's the problem with, you. you if you've got under your control an organization that, that will find you guilty until proven innocent. That has the power to control and look at everything about you financially. What you give to charity, how much you make, where you spend it. I mean, they control your bank account. They, they can do, they have unlimited power over the citizenry. Uh, and, they, and it gets abused constantly. The IRS has been accused of being politically weaponized by engaging in a deliberate attempt to punish and suppress a conservative watchdog whose activities led to some of President Biden's nominees to senior administrative roles withdrawing their candidacies. It's the American Accountability Foundation. They're a nonprofit, and what they do is they scrutinize public leaders and institutions. And now the IRS is examining them. They're a 501c3. They're tax-exempt. Um, this is, uh, a, they got a letter from the IRS requesting extensive documents, including all external communications related to their activities. We've seen this before. We've seen them deny tax-exempt status to conservative groups. What was her name? Lois Lerner. Lois Lerner. Who got away with it. And not only got away with it, but uh, got a pension for the rest of her life. Yeah, got a nice little retirement package. She's the one that, that, that uh, got up in front of Congress and said, I'm innocent, and then refused to answer questions. I, I'm not sure why they let her get up and, and, and say she's innocent and then let her get away with not answering questions. Once she's testified, the door should be open. Well, she's a Democrat. See, it's different. Oh, it's that D thing in yeah. front of her. Oh. Yeah. Oh. 
The rules don't apply. <sighs> Silly me. I, yeah, I, I should know. have remembered that. Uh, somehow I, I, it slipped through the cracks. Yeah. But the IRS is an incredibly powerful weapon. Both sides have used it. Get rid of it. We can do this. We can get rid of it. You can have financial freedom, independence. You'd be able to invest in anything you wanted, and you wouldn't have to worry about the government taking a chunk of it or taking all of it. Right now, they can do that. The IRS can take every penny that you have if they just suspect or pretend to suspect that you've done something wrong. And they punish you for investing. Why? Why, why would you punish people for investing? You should want people to do that. You should encourage them to do that. But no, no, let's, let's punish them. Let's take a chunk of their retirement. Let's tell them how much they can have and when they can retire. Let's control everything in everybody's life. Why? Because you're too stupid to do it without them. Frustrating. Frustrating that Americans don't wake up to this. Alan, good morning. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Alan? Hello, Alan. We right. lost him, apparently. Right. I accidentally hit the mute button. Oh. Can you hear me, Gary? I can hear you. Yep. Asset forfeiture, you know what you're just talking about. Asset forfeiture, whether it's law enforcement or IRS, should never be allowed without proper judicial hearing. Uh, it's just criminal, and I don't know how we got to this point where things like that happen. Uh, it's just ridiculous. Um, the other reason I was calling in was your earlier conversations about uh, the voting and stuff. And I heard uh, news reports this morning that one of the main states we had trouble with during the last presidential election, Pennsylvania, they've got it going on again. Uh, people going into voting booths and the clerks telling them, well, check your receipt because it's been changing votes. Uh, other places where people were asking for the paper receipt that showed how they voted. And they said, oh, you can't take that, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then the biggest thing is, is if we end up going back where we have, like we did during the last presidential election because of COVID, where they start mass mailing ballots out to everyone that's a registered voter, the Republicans will not win. They will not because you've got a bunch of people sitting at home that are going to go off of uh, uh, the latest uh, uh, point that's been made on, on TV. Oh, the Republicans are going to push grandmother over the cliff. Oh, that's going to keep them from voting from Republican. Whether they know anything else about the issues of the candidates, that will change the vote. It's what happened the last time. It'll happen again. All right. Alan, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Coming up, uh, we've all gone to a, I go to CC City Broiler. Those of you who don't know where that place is, you don't know what you're missing. But apparently I have been doing them wrong. <laughs> I'll explain next on, on the Gary Nolan Show, Steakhouse Etiquette. This is the Gary Nolan Show.